Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. G'day guys, this week on the podcast, Josh Kennedy, the Sydney variety. Now, this man has won the second most contested possessions ever in the history of the AFL. So clearly, he knows how to win a hardball. He's been a best and fairest. He's a premiership player. He's played across two clubs, Hawthorne and Sydney. He's a father-son, comes from great bloodlines, but he's clearly forged his own path in the AFL. A really great chat. Played with some of the greats of the game. I think you'll really enjoy this. All football fans, Josh Kennedy, not the West Coast guy, the Sydney guy. He's a gun. Enjoy it. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Give us a rating or follow Backchat on YouTube to watch all of our episodes. Enjoy it. Well, welcome back to Backchat, powered by Fleet Network this year. Um, if you've seen Josh Kennedy and you expected another man to be sitting here, well, I'm here to tell you that this is actually the better version. Dan's <laughs> yeah. got his scarf on. I've got my hat on. We are joined by Josh Kennedy, the Sydney and Hawthorne edition. How are you, mate? No, very well. Thanks for having me. Thanks for P. flying Kennedy. over to Perth just for Backchat. Mm. We really appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> Our budget's That's what you're right. here for, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. good. That's Number one podcast in Australia. Yeah, yeah. there Thank we you. go. Well done. Now, um, seeing as though you know that, you'll know the first question that gets asked for every guest. And if you don't, I'm here to tell you right now. We want to know your greatest sporting achievement, not on the football field. So we know you're a great footballer. You know, premierships. Best yeah. and fairest, all Australians, oh, player of the finals. We like like you have been maybe one of the the, the best credentialed footballers oh, yeah. we've had on this podcast. Wikipedia you've you've done it all on, on yeah. the football field. We know that, mm. but for at least for this little bit, we just want to say we don't care. Just for yeah, a moment, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. Yep. I want to know your greatest sporting achievement off the football field. Dan here. Yeah. I mean, you, you got anyone yeah, on top? I, of I, there's a couple I could go to. I'll go to um, one. I'm, not many people have heard this one. The cricket story. Uh, five for sixteen in a grand final. How old um, were you? Twelve under twelve. Lost that grand final. Oh really? Did what I could. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Couldn't I get was the winner. State under nines hurdling champion. Um, 80 metres, very quick. Actually drew with the guy, um, ended up getting two gold medals, but I am a state champion at the under nine hurdle level. What have you got, mate? What's your no, greatest sporting achievement? No, 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 nothing compared to those sort of, well, sort of things. Got? Probably, um, gee, uh, I don't know. 
I don't think he sort of comes to mind. He's wiping my mate off the table tennis table. There you go. Hope he's listening. Yeah. <laughs> Who is it? Name is Jack, Jack Williams. Yes. Yeah, Hello, Jack. Yeah. He rates himself at table tennis, and I currently <laughs> hold the championship. <laughs> Very good. Yes. So, I think we've uh, had table tennis. That's up there. I'm not that good, but you're um, not that good. Nah, but what sort of operator. You're a bit hey? of a bit of a bit of a bit of a slicer. Bit of a bit of a bit nah, of a just. Just traditional pre- or grinder. traditional, traditional, traditional hold. Oh, is that traditional? Is it? Yeah, that one. No, no, no. I'm a normal. <laughs> I'm a normal hold. <laughs> you're just a bit of a grinder. Yeah, I feel like yeah. you just be a real, just a plugger. Just, just plugging it, plugging it up, and just you, nothing can get past you. No, no, no. Have a go. Yeah, not aggressive though. Bit, bit in between. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's very not too good. many sporting achievements yet. Side of the, so, the so field. really, there's so still time. I mean, hey, you've finished footy now, but there's still... No, that's correct. I've taken up uh, bas- Wednesday night basketball. I was so, going to say, yeah. you look cut like a basketball player. You look like you... Oh, really? Physically? Oh, thank you. Because... Uh, no, no, no. You don't play a lot one. Hey? No, I don't play a lot one. But it is it is the, it is is one of the highlights of my week. That's for sure. That's very good. So you have moved back to Melbourne. You've been in Sydney. You were drafted to Hawthorne. Sydney, we're going to get through all of the career. Do you remember your first car? We're powered by Fleet Network here. It's... Uh, Novated Leasing Company. If you're looking for a car, you might want to go down and see the boys, Frankie and Garrick, down at Fleet Network. Do you remember your first car? Yeah, my first car was uh, it was a family car, which was a, a 1991 Nissan Patrol. Wow. Uh, which was gas-fueled. Oh. Gas. Yeah, on gas. Converted? Like, did it have like the big gas tank in the back? In no, the no, boot? no, 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 okay. no. You just plug right. it in, right. fill it up. Matt so, Spanger had a, he had a gas converter. Yeah, on. so yeah. it was- It was uh, original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, yes. like on cold mornings, it, it just wouldn't go. Like there'd be like a three-second lag between <laughs> going. So imagine like turning right at uh, on some traffic lights. You think you've got enough time and it just wouldn't go. So <laughs> Slow cars. Yeah. You would have had yeah. some decent um, prices of gas in those days. Like Yeah, it was like 40 cents a litre <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Yeah. It's oh, so really? expensive yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Does, gas, does gas even exist? Look, I, I understand gas exists. But like, yeah, as a fuel. Uh, uh, yeah, no, yeah I, don't an I don't think so. I don't think anyone's pulling into the servo to chuck the gas in the car. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even get your gas bottle filled at servos anymore. Um, mate, we, we speak about sort of your upbringing and stuff a bit. What was, what was life like as a kid? Um, you're from a footy family. Yeah. Uh, was footy a part of it from a young age? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, on on both sides of the family, actually. My mum's my side, probably a, probably more so like a sporty sporty background. Her brother played, uh, actually played with my dad. That's that's how they met. Really? Grandfather or her dad, my grandfather on that side played as well. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a big part of big part of life and, and just hanging out with all the cousins and stuff. Uh, yeah, big sort of sporting family, which was great fun. Family dinners. I mean, um, you know, you hadn't played in the AFL at that stage, but there's a fair few premiership medals and coaching <laughs> medals hanging around the table, you know, family dinners. I mean, yeah. it's different to some guys we speak to and, and girls that, you know, footy doesn't form a big part to, so I guess, later on. But but for you, I mean, you're in you're in the Hawthorne Chandra rooms as a kid, right? Yeah, yeah, very fortunate to have uh, that sort of access as, as a kid and get to do some things and see things that that a lot of others didn't necessarily get to do because my dad was just still on the the he was assistant coach and on the match committee and that sort of thing involved with the footy club, uh, so I was aware that I, I was pretty lucky in that sense. Um, but in terms of the footy stuff, it didn't and and you talk about the you know the premierships and and whatever and uh, that was never really a, a thing. I, I didn't. I knew they had a good team, specifically my dad. I knew they they had a good team. I used to love watching the the nineteen eighty Hawks sort of tapes, their highlights packages, and and that team was pretty special. So I really enjoyed 
watching those games. I think externally people would say, you know, from a footy lineage, lineage at Hawthorne and they would say, oh, what's, what's it like growing up in that family? But I assume that's just your dad and granddad, right? You, you just saw granddad as granddad. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, he's not the hero of Hawthorne that he is. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Even as a you know, obviously Kennedy being an Irish name, but he married a, an Italian lady, Dulcie, and and so he was Nunnel to me. I called him Nunnel. Yes. Uh, and such is the sort of humbleness to be able to just sort of go with the flow, given being Irish. But uh, <laughs> so I, I I never never knew him as an AFL sort of legend. It was always just a. Nunnall and, and uh, he had a farm up in Sylvan down in Victoria he used to pick me up every now and then and, and take me down and pay me 10 bucks an hour which was good rate actually back then That's to mow the lawns or, or pick pick blueberries um, at least he was paying hey yeah that's paying. right yeah pick up pick up spuds uh, <laughs> which I think he used to do with a lot of, of, of players too back in the day that he coached so uh punishment or something hey well i don't know whether it was that he never thought of it as punishment i mean he loved it but uh you know we, we i got some good memories of that with the family in those times but uh yeah it was always just a pretty normal family so when i knew you were coming over to perth um i started thinking about some memories we obviously played a lot of footy uh, around the same time we were drafted in the same year um we had an event last night together and I was just like, oh, how good is this? We're going to talk about old memories together and, you know, that time that Geelong College, my school, beat Xavier College, your school, in a, effectively a grand final. Um, Geelong College hadn't won a premiership since 1963, the same as the Geelong Cats. We ended up winning the flag that year. So to me, year 12, incredibly memorable time of my football career. I brought it up with you last night. Hey, Josh, yeah, you remember that time we played each other at Geelong College? You, you have little to no memory of playing in that game. Mate, I, uh, yeah. I didn't. I did not remember it. Uh, even the fact that I mean, the APS system has always been just a ten game yep. season. No and finals. Who, yeah, no finals. And and you sort of made the point that that year it was a round robin sort of finals system. I, I don't even remember that. You were but, the captain. Uh, you were the captain of that team. Hey, you were the captain of that team. Yeah, I missed. A, I missed most of the year. Um, and and played the last. Would have played probably my first game. Would have been probably the first final. But uh, yeah, I I had to do some fact checking and. Lo and behold, you were correct. It's a bloody amazing achievement. Right. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. John Collins, I would have thought, nah, we wouldn't have lost to John Collins. But, uh, <laughs> it's about the only we, time in the history. Yeah, we, we did, obviously, that year. So uh, well done, mate. But um, despite me not remembering that, it was some of my fondest memories of footy, like in general, just playing school footy. It was great fun, wasn't so, it? So yeah, it was, mate. So you were, you were injured a lot of that, you know, effectively what, what ended up being your draft year. Um, you were drafted father-son, pick 40 to Hawthorne. What's that year like? Um, I guess I'm assuming during that year you, you know you're going to get picked up. Like, have they had discussions with you that's going to happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew about halfway through the year, which was really good because for two reasons. One, well, the year before I was I played had a really really good season, um, and so I was on the radar then. And th and then I hurt my knee and was out missed about 14 weeks of of the season, which was most of the season. Um, and fortunately, given the circumstances, Hawks the Hawthorne football club sort of let me know, look, we'll, we'll, we'll pick you up, um, which took a lot of pressure off. Uh, but I was pretty naive to it at the time, so I, I didn't do any sort of real rehab or training when I, when I was injured, just yeah. um, focused on the schoolwork. And uh, it probably set me back in probably 12 months to get the fitness up up and going again. But, um, yeah, I, I was very fortunate that, that it worked out that way. What's that like walking in the doors of Hawthorne? Your grandfather, your father, a play there for you. What's what's that feeling like? 
coming to you know effectively your family's club. Yeah, I, I, th- I, I, I mean, I don't know, but I, I think it would be the same as any other kid going into a footy club. I like my family hadn't necessarily been involved in the previous 10, 15 years, um, so yeah, I was just walking into a an AFL footy club, young kid who loved the game and, and loved the the team. Um, looked up to a lot of the players that were there and just wanting to to make an impact. Um, I also was was pretty aware of the fact that, you know, it didn't really mean too much to be drafted. It was just, just the beginning and it was an opportunity and it was what I was going to make of it from there. Yeah. When was um <clears throat> when was the statue of your grandfather put up? Was that while you were there or before? Yeah, it was while I was there. It would have been in 2000, 2008 or nine. Right. Um, so was that odd walking past like a bronze grandfather? Like, no, <laughs> I felt I genuinely felt really really proud. Um, and and right the way through, I have. Uh, it was it was pretty cool. And again, I I hadn't heard him sort of talk much about. He'd talk occasionally about footy and. And and about the team with my dad or whatever at at at, um, at dinner time when they were over, but uh, not until they they unveiled that statue and and he came down and and spoke to the 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 Hawthorne people and the team had I heard him sort of talk in that environment where you know it almost you know he was just a, a almost a different person and uh, and the, his voice and and the way that he was able to sort of demand that the the respect and, and attention of everyone there was was pretty special. The um you know it's pretty clear that you wanted to I guess cut your own path and always sort of felt like that. But you walk into a football club that has some greats of the game. Shane Crawford was there at the time and I'm, and, and specifically in the midfield, right? They win that flag in two thousand eight, you get there in two thousand and seven. Shane Crawford, Sam Mitchell coming through, Luke Hodge, Jordan Lewis, all these guys are there, young guys at the time. Um, what what's that like? Was there guys that you looked at and thought, I want to be like him? You know, I'm assuming Shane Crawford would have been a you know idol growing up. Yeah, Shane Crawford was a, was an idol growing up. Uh, definitely, he was my favourite player. You know, as a, as a young Hawks fan. Um, but yeah, that that team was, and specifically the midfield was was humming at that point. They were young players, but they were sort of in. They were also in their prime, like Sam Mitchell, Hodgie, Lewis, Brad Sewell. Um, you know, I wanted to be like all of them, uh, but I was just trying to be a sponge and soak it, soak it all up, um, learn as much as I can. I think, uh, you know, I, I, Sam Mitchell was one that I, I really respected the way that he had got there and what he'd done, given given his background. Uh, he's, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm not offending him by saying lack of sort of physical attributes. In terms of speed and height and all those things that probably um, prevented him from being drafted any earlier uh, to carve out the career he had, so I, I was just—he was sort of one that I—he may not know that I, I'd just be watching and and trying to pick everything I can what sort of, from him. What did he do? What sort of stuff did he do? Oh, just the way the way. Well, number one, the way that the way that uh, the way that he talked, the way that he carried himself you know that sort of sense of confidence and almost that arrogance in your, in your, in your ability I think that can rub off rub off on people um, so just seeing how he reacts to different situations whether it might be a, a review meeting where he might cop it and how he how he responds uh, how he sees the game so you know when when he'd run to one spot um, 
you know, the ball's going there, he's going there, you know, all, all those little things that, that he does probably, you know, a split second or a second or two before before anyone else. Mm, that's interesting because he was a coach. Well, I was a no, team, I know. teammate yeah, yeah. of mine. Yeah. And um, look, I, I'd, I'd admire, admired him from afar. I've spoken about a lot on this podcast how when, he, when I met him in person, those exact things, the way he carried himself, the way he spoke, the way he spoke to people, I think sometimes it can be misconstrued as arrogance. And, and I think he would even – describe himself especially as a player not as a coach but had a healthy arrogance about his abilities his confidence of i, I can beat you yeah so, i mean that's what rubbed off of me is competitiveness correct yeah. and i think he had to have that because no one else yeah <laughs> saw it in him so correct. he had to say well if no one else is going to believe in me i'm yes i'm going to be that's interesting pumping myself up so and that was sort of their theory well no one, exactly. no one else is going to pump you up so correct Love it. Can I just – well, yeah. I'm just going to fix your mic a bit because it's – Keeps wobbling around. It's a blue tackle or something. Yeah. Um, while Dan's uh, shuffling around there. Now, so 2008, Hawks win that flag. Are you are – you, are you emergency? Are you close to a game? Are you off it? Where, where are you? Uh, no, I'm not oh, – I played three games that year. Yeah. Um, I wasn't close to a game going into that, that final series. Um, but uh, – yeah, it was it was an awesome experience to be to be involved. It's certainly you know there's certainly a feeling of um, oh, jealousy is probably the right. Like I, I you know I really want to experience that in my life. I want to get there. I want to I want to I want to be able to go through that and and be on that stage like those guys were. But um, having said that, I still enjoyed it uh, for what it was and and. Again, just just being around the place, around those players at the time, and how they talk, how they how they um, how they interact with each other. Uh, it was just I was just trying to soak it soak it all up, and I, I enjoyed you know the footy trip that year, and just how get you? on board, just live it up because yeah, it goes goes pretty quick, and there's no point in being uh, resentful or or uh, you know. Um, feeling self-pity or anything like that for the missed opportunity. It was just let's soak it up and then try and work hard to get there myself. Do you think that time there, I mean, over your career, I think you missed finals twice, maybe three times. Do you think your time at, at Hawthorne really kick-started that successful culture like within? Like you're, you're a winner. When, when you played, you guys, you won, whether it be Hawthorne or Sydney. And I know you didn't play a heap of games at Hawthorne, but 290 games in the AFL system – and you won a lot of games. Do you reckon that sort of culture that you learned as a young kid there kicked that off? Um, or at least gave you the desire to search for that? Yeah, I'm not sure whether it was the – I mean, I'm for, I was fortunate to be involved in two pretty really strong established clubs with good good cultures. I think my time at Hawthorne definitely uh, created um, that sense of, of – of, not hunger, but almost that uh, that anxiety and and um, you know feeling like you're always got to prove yourself, no matter how good you are. You know, we I heard you talking about it last night in terms of you always felt like you were having to prove yourself, prove yourself, prove yourself. I don't think that changes whether you're on the fringe or for me or or, or getting a game every week and and winning games. I always felt like you're two weeks away from. Right. You know, even captain, captain of the club at Sydney. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, uh, even still, you probably had even more to like. You know, perhaps you you've got a longer um, leg rope, so to speak. But 
there's still a lot of pressure to to perform and and not let your teammates down. Um, but I think my my sort of hunger of that time at Hawthorne and playing Box Hill, like the VFL system, very different to the Niaffle, and I'm not sure how it is with the, the Waffle, but. You know, I wasn't. I didn't enjoy it at all. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't necessarily want to be there. I wanted to be playing seniors, um, and so you know, I didn't want to. I didn't want to go back to that. And that was just a big driving force throughout my career. You're on mic watch here for. Yeah. Um, I'm going to grab some tape. And uh, I'm going to fix. What's wrong with it? Is it bouncing uh, around? It's is just, it? just no. It's just like rotating into your chin. It just feels like you're just chinning it. It's all, right. <laughs> it's all good. Dan's still connected. You can you can walk off, and I'm going to keep chatting if I hold yep. it. You have one of. I think one of the great nicknames, um, just the way that it's fallen down. I, I think Joey. Yep. Can you explain how that's come about? Because I like hearing how it has. I, I think it's one of the greats of all time. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. very good. Yeah, I never, I, no one ever called me. Um, I never got called Joey until I got to Hawthorne. Yeah. Um, and didn't even consider it. But uh, the reason it is is because uh, my grandfather, when he played. Uh, was a sort of tall, lanky ruckman that could could jump, yes. and for some reason got the nickname Kanga. Yes. Um, and then my dad, when he got picked up and was at Hawthorne, he got Roo. So Kanga Roo, good. yeah. And then Joey, baby, Jeez. baby Roo. So Jesus, good. Yeah, that's bloody I'm not sure where, where it goes from there. I think. Does someone lay claim to it? There'd have to be someone that called. I you think that it was Quarko. Quarko, right? Yeah, Quarko yeah, just. Yeah, I think he was the one. Yeah, that's very good. It's very um, good. Yeah, it is good. Now it's I've I've I, I really like it. Because that is that so, yeah is that who is that how you know? Like to I, I keep wanting to call you Kenners or JK because <laughs> the other Josh Kennedy I know yeah, that's what I call him. Kenners. And I actually feel like I know you a lot I'm, better than I do because you got the same name as one of my best mates. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's a it's a footy thing. My friends outside of of uh, of football don't call me Joey, but um, what do they call? What do they call you, JK? Josh. <laughs> Just, Josh. Just, yeah. my name, Josh, hey? Just my name, Josh. Just my name, Josh. You know, like coming through school, I've got a, I've got about ten different nicknames that they they might refer to. What's the um, best one? Oh, they call me the chief. Chief, like the <laughs> oh, the chief. Here like, we go. But only only because um, <laughs> like the Jason Dunst, the silverback gorilla. Yeah, great. But uh, <laughs> how's that? Yeah, they call me the chief, yeah. the king. No, 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 no. It wasn't. It wasn't a. It wasn't a good, uh, nice nickname. You've um. um You've always been to me the other Josh Kennedy because obviously I'm a West Coast fan. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, who would know you're a West Coast fan with that scarf a, around your neck? <laughs> again? There was a period of time where I where I disliked you because because you were the other Josh Kennedy and like you were better than than our Josh Kennedy at times. <laughs> I always just be like, oh, the other Josh Kennedy. Um, for the the Perth Josh Kennedy was he the other Josh Kennedy over on the east? No, like, I think I was also the other Josh Kennedy <laughs> over in the east. <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got the claim. Uh, as a number one, so, oh, and 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 Sydney being Sydney, the amount of times I, I've gone to a, a corporate function or something, and someone's just who doesn't know anything about AFL has just googled Josh Kennedy and and then reeled <laughs> off my stats oh, as an introduction. We'd like to know, welcome Josh, Josh Kennedy. Yeah, previously played at Carlton, kicked five hundred and something goals. Common like, medalist, more than seven hundred. Yeah, yep. yeah, that's right. I'm like, nah, that's, <laughs> that's great. I'll did, take it, but it's not. Me. Did you ever just lean into it? Yeah, no. guys, good to be here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you've got to correct it. Yeah. There is um, there's an ad going around in Perth at the moment where it says, "Oh, it's Josh Kennedy here, and I, it's you." But they are, can they deliberately have played it? it? They like, don't say Josh Kennedy from Sydney or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. They say, "Hi, oh, it's Josh Kennedy," and it sounds like it's like steel. It's like um, it's like a workwear. It's like a workwear ad. Oh, Bosch. 
Bosch. Bosch yeah. tools. Power yes. tools. Yeah. Yes, that's right. And it sounds like West Coast Josh Kennedy telling you to buy tools. And it's, like, it's very <laughs> clever. Very it's very clever. Shout out Bosch, by the way. Um, <laughs> now, 2009, um, you get traded at the end of that year from Hawthorne to Sydney. What's that What's that period like? Because clearly your father-son to that club, um, Hawthorne's your first club. I would say a lot of you know most most guys want to stay at the club you get drafted to. Is that is that a difficult period? What's can you, what's your reflections on that? Yeah, well, I absolutely wanted to stay there, um, but at the end of the day, I, I'd played played round two up against Sydney uh, that year of two thousand nine, and then didn't play again till about round fourteen. Um, so opportunity was was slim. Excuse me, uh, and. Yeah, ended up because the, the the team had a lot of injuries that year. Ended up playing the last nine games and going all right. Unbeknownst to me, um, in the background, Swans had expressed interest, um, and I didn't. I wasn't aware of that till after the season. Uh, but it was quite it was quite flattering. I, I was very grateful for for that. Um, they sort of came. Rusey came over to my house with with George Stone, who was um, part of the recruiting team at the time as well, and and good family friend with my dad and, and basically said, look, we we appreciate what you've got to offer. We want to get you in. We will play you and, and it's your spot to lose really. So that was backed up by a, a three-year contract, which for me at the time was just like, wow, you know, that's, wow, that's a serious show of faith um, and and more than I, I could have dreamed of at the time. Whereas Hawthorne on the other hand, you know, those players that I mentioned earlier were still all there. They're still in their prime. Oh, I spoke to Clarko about it. And he sort of reaffirmed the fact that, look, I'm basically a backup to those guys, and and um, that was that was uh, supported by I think the Hawthorne offered a one year contract. So at the end of the day, it was the decision was made for me, um, and from that point on, I was I was just very grateful to Sydney for the for the opportunity, and sort of wanted to repay for the faith uh, for a long as long as I was there. But uh, in terms of the the, the connection. To Hawthorne, I didn't feel any pressure to stay. I didn't feel any pressure to, even if my career had to finish at the end of the, that year, so be it. I wasn't, um, I never felt any extra added pressure to, to have to do something or if I was a, you know, if it didn't work out, I was a failure. I never felt like that. It was just, just going to give him my crap, give him my best and, and see how I go. Did you speak directly to Clarko about it? Yeah, I spoke to directly to Clarko about it. What yeah. did he tell you? Hey, what did he say? Did he well, say he said basically, man, you, you know, uh, you, yeah, you're gonna, you're probably 24, 25 on on the list, you know, in terms of getting past these guys. You know, it's it's, you know, we usually as a warehouse sort of player. If these guys get injured, you come in. Um, and credit to him, he's very very honest with me, and, and effectively said. If I were you, I'd, I'd take the deal to, to Sydney. So I was like, oh, okay. But I appreciate – I really appreciated his honesty and I'm glad that I went through that sort of process of uh, – you know, it wasn't easy going going over to his house and, and telling him, even though for him it was, it was probably happy, you know, it didn't bother him either the way. It didn't see me as, as that integral part of the team going forward. So, um, yeah, I, I appreciate the fact that he was he was honest with me and didn't, didn't bullshit. You played under some, like – all-time coaches like Paul Ruse, you mentioned there, got you over to Sydney, Clarkson, you're speaking about, and John Longmire. Like in my mind, again, I haven't played under any of those guys, but um, some great leaders to be taught by. Whether it be Clark at the start of the year, Paul Ruse, you know, getting there with you, probably backing you in by the sounds of it, and yep. then John Longmire as captain, captain coach relationship. Can you can you speak about those three? 
Yeah, oh, Quarko was was awesome. Quarko and, and Horse on my are very similar. You know, they wear their heart heart on their sleeve. Uh, incredibly passionate, incredibly supportive of their players. Um, you know, we'll 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 do anything for them. That's an extension of their family. Um, obviously, I wasn't playing that much under Quarko. It would have been perhaps a, a, a different relationship, have I? But I, I still had a great relationship with with him. He was still very honest um, and upfront with me, and and uh, even to the, the the point of when it, when it came time to go. Um, Rusey, I, I really loved Rusey because he was he was all about empowerment. As I said, he said it's your your spot to lose. Um, he'd tell you how you always knew you where you stood with Rusey. Um, it was it was pretty black and white. Uh, you know, forwards had to kick goals, defenders had to defend, and, and midfielders have to had to win the contest and, and play two way. Yeah, it's pretty simple <laughs> when you when you break it down like that. Um, so he really gave me the, gave me the platform to to excel. And then horse, I mean, I'm really fortunate that horse sort of just took over from him. So it was almost you know the the trend. It was the transition was pretty seamless, uh, and the game style shifted a little bit. Uh, but how the how the 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 club was run was basically the same, um, but horse throughout my career has, has just been awesome in terms of yeah, as I said, his, his care factor and passion um, is un- always unquestionable, uh, and what you see is what you get. You know, he can he rides the bumps more than any anyone um, ups and downs of of, of an AFL season, uh, but at the end of the day, he, it all comes down to, to care for the player and, and the person. Um, so, being the, the captain of the footy club, you know, I, I learned a lot through that process, um, and he was there to sort of guide me and help me get better. And I reckon coming out the other end and, and passing on the captaincy and even finishing, I feel like a much better, well-rounded person, a better leader, thanks to his sort of tutorage through that time. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I've been really, really fortunate, especially when you hear guys that have played under sort of five, six different coaches yeah. in, in a 10 years. It's just like, wow, you know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, do you know what you, tra- you were traded for? Do you know what picks Well, me and Well, I know that me and Ben McGlynn went together. So Ben That's McGlynn right. was more the um, – he was probably the, the – the, Cherry the, on top. No, nah, the opposite. I, I was, I was the cherry. They would have given me away for free. Uh, <laughs> so he was the, he was the blue chip. He was the blue chip at the time. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> good, so, good player, Ben McGlynn. Yeah, Very yeah, player. great player Underrated. and and great teammate. Um, so I don't know. I think we it was like pick. I tell you, fifty pick, or pick thirty nine, pick forty six, pick seventy for Ben McGlynn and Josh Kennedy. Yeah, do you know who those players were? No, Sam Grimley at thirty nine, big Sammy Grimley, Ben Stratton. Yeah, Future captain of yeah, the Hawth- yeah, Hawthorne Footy yeah, Club, yeah. 46. And Matty Suckling, pick 70. So I reckon that's a fair trade. No, nah, it wasn't Matty Suckling. Well, it says that here. Because so I played with Matty Suckling. Unless he was a rookie and then they picked him up. I think that yeah, might have been what happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or unless you're right, which is more than likely the correct. Yeah, I mean, you were there. <laughs> but I played like he was a, he was a, he was a rookie. Yes. At, at so maybe they so upgraded I played with him for a few years. They might have upgraded, upgraded him. But pick 70, yeah, pick 70, back end of the draft. Yeah. I think that's a fair, if, if that's what it was. It's pretty fair. Captain for captain. Stratton and Kennedy. McGlynn, Grimley, Suckling. Suckling, very good player. Yeah. Across two clubs. Yep. Um, two was, does, so what was it like telling your dad and granddad that you were leaving Hawks? Was there any like, you know, feeling bad about uh, No, nah, dad, dad was good. He, he was the one that he sort of encouraged, you know, he's pretty matter of fact. And, and um, 
yeah, as I said, there was never any pressure to to do anything at Hawthorne. It was just, you know, it's your life, your career. Uh, the the writing was on the wall. It was, it was a pretty clear decision. Um, Telling my grandfather was he was you could he was pretty disappointed with the situation. Um, at the time, it was it was a bit harder. Um, but you know, right through my career, it was always a great great support. Um, yeah. What what he used to do um, for your games? Hey, what? oh, he used to he used to send me an email after after games. Um, <laughs> one thing I, I really appreciated about him because uh, we never, as I said, growing up, he never really talked to me about footy. There was always life lessons there that were related to school and you know doing the jobs on the yeah. farm or whatever um, that that culminate you know can relate to to footy, but never really spoke about footy to me as a kid. Um, but then when I got to Sydney uh, and was playing regularly, uh, he'd always send me a, not always, but occasionally send me an email after after a game, win win lose or draw, just with a couple of pointers to focus on um, <laughs> for that? the week. And really simple things like it, it, you know, some like you'd, you'd sort of laugh at it, but sometimes you the most simple things you sort of just ignore and you you know you take for granted, like just something like always. Keep your eyes on the ball. Like don't don't run with your 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 back to the ball. And I'm sort of telling him, mate, the, the game's changed a little bit. Like, <laughs> I, I can't run backwards and keep up with my opponent. Like, come on. But he was right. You want to be able to react first or um, you know, you know, make sure you position yourself between your opponent and the footy and and going hard, focus on be focus on, you know, running through the contest at training, focus on your, you know, speed and this sort of stuff at training like just something simple and uh i, re- I really appreciate it because it, yeah. it just uh sort of always just realign me after after a game oh there would there, mate, there wouldn't be i know you do appreciate it but there wouldn't be too many guys that are getting that sort of feedback i realize where it's from but even from anybody i mean it's a feedback industry really and you, and you you know realistically you get your feedback from your coaches and maybe your mum and dad might be getting involved but to get that sort of feedback i mean i'd probably say that's that's the, because of the player you, you are you became you know, the the feedback element and yeah. going right. This is what I'm doing right. This is what I'm doing wrong. This is how yeah. how I change it. So talking about change. I mean, you you played um, 13 games with Hawthorne in three years, yep. seven, eight, nine. Yep. Uh, 2010, your first year with the Swans. You're third in the best and fairest. So, uh, what what's that? Is that just them backing you in? Like how 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 does that change from 13 games in three years to third in the best and fairest? So a good team. Uh yeah, I, I think it just came to to backing me in. Um. Having good, you know, the game style that that suited the way that I played, uh, and having great teammates and stuff that you know that support what you do as well within the team. So um, yeah, and I think as the, as the year got went on, I, I I just slowly got better and better, better as the year got on. And um, I reckon my best two games were the last the the last two, which you know were the first finals I played in. So. Um, yeah, I, you know, what is it at the end of the day? Sometimes you just need the opportunity. Some people just need the opportunity and, and someone to back them. And, and I was fortunate that that Rusey and the Swans did that for me. You speak about your teammates a lot. You walk into a midfield with I don't know, arguably one of the greats of all time. Adam Goods, Brett Kirk, Bolton, Kieran Jack, um, yeah. Luke Parker probably as a, as a young kid coming into that, probably after you. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty special place to be, I would have thought. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, I remember, I remember the getting to to uh, the first preseason. I'd had an uh, operation, like a hip scope, um, just before getting there with Hawthorne, and then and went up, then went up to Sydney. So I missed the first few weeks. So I went up there uh, and had a look, and just the, the 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 training intensity and and that sort of thing from them. And and Sydney was still sort of in the dark ages in terms of preseason. Lot like we sort of laugh about not. We wouldn't see a footy till after Christmas. Like it was just like two hour running, three hour running sessions, three three four days a week. Wow. Um, whereas Hawthorne were the opposite. They they were very like you wouldn't run even in two thousand seven eight nine. Like yeah. you'd rarely run over a three minute run for yeah. a, for a, like even less than that. Like one fifties, you're doing sort of repeat one fifties, that sort of thing. Maybe three hundreds, but. Not really longer than that. Whereas mm. the Swans were sort of still doing five, ten k runs, and I'm, I'm just like bloody hell. <laughs> what do I got myself into here? Get me back to the Hawks. Yeah, but uh, but um, but I also like they they had that sort of old school mentality with regards to that. But it was also that also culminated in in a bit of old school mentality too to to being together and and you know that you'd you'd go out together on the weekend and enjoy and. But um, but they did train really really hard, and everyone across the board, um, you know those guys you mentioned, really just set the standard in terms of the training intensity and, and what was expected. So I was really fortunate to have to to get there and 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 see those guys go about it, um, and and somehow find my find, fit fit in there. Mm. <laughs> did you um surprise yourself at all like after only playing only playing not many games for a few years at Hawks and then? being consistent third in the best and fairest are you like oh shit like i am good at footy like because you know if you're not really getting the opportunity at hawks are you mentally just f- feeling like you're a different player at that point yeah i think um the, my, the last nine games at the hawks uh i, I felt like I, I i went pretty well I, I felt like that was sort of the the period in time where i feel like you know what i, I can I can match it here. I can keep up with these guys. I can I can have an impact at this level. Um, you know, we played a couple of games you know, in front of big crowds. We beat Collingwood at the MCG in front of seventy thousand. I, I played pretty well that day. We we played. We lost to Geelong by a point <laughs> um, after the siren. Uh, it was one of my better games too in front of ninety thousand. So I felt like you know I I did belong. So I had that feeling prior to getting to Sydney, um, and then Sydney just had. Yeah, just understanding what my role was in the team, being really simple, uh, and and knowing what I had to do every week to sort of keep a spot. Um, but nonetheless, I, I still remember, you know, you get there on on the Thursday and you look to see where the how the team is and see if my name's there, and you know, it was uh, that that feeling sort of was right through and probably the year or till the back end of the year, and then. Um, yeah, I just I was able just to continue continually improve. The um, you know the 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 bloods the, the bloods culture gets spoken about a lot when when Sydney's brought up, and it's difficult to understand if if that's a thing, what that is, what externally again looking in, it, it's always looked like Sydney's had quite a strong culture, and again that's difficult to describe what culture is, whether it's winning or competitiveness or togetherness. Can, can you speak about when you first came to the club? Did you did you sense something different? Is it something that's built within? Is it something that the players build? How does all of that work? 
Yeah, well, I think I mentioned earlier about the that sort of. For me, it was almost like an old school sort of set up with the way they trained, um, the sort of time they spent together. Like as I said, they'd enjoy each other's company. We'd go out together. Uh, the thing about the team at that time as well is that most of the guys that were playing there were from interstate anyway. So yeah. when I landed in Sydney, I hadn't been there before. I didn't really have family or, or friends outside of the footy club. So the footy club became my my everything, my family, my network, my friends. So anytime I wasn't at the club, I was hanging out with teammates, whether it was at the beach or getting a coffee or going to the movies. You know, if you go to the movies, there'd be 20, 22 <laughs> Teammates there. It was just like everyone did everything together. It was just, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so there's that aspect of it, which I think creates that, that unity and togetherness and builds those relationships, which, which is, not, is not contrived. They're real. Um, and then I'll add to that, you know, the leadership of, of Kirky at the time, um, which, you know, they're just maintaining really high standards with the way that you train. Uh, the way that you prepare yourself, you know, sim- simple non-negotiables about being on time and all this sort of thing. And and if you if you weren't, then the whole team would uh, would suffer the consequences in oh. terms of just like a. I've heard some famous like punishment sessions from different people on the way, like down in the car park, potentially doing knuckle knuckle push-ups. push-ups. Is that right? Yeah, knuckle push-ups. Yeah, who yeah. I heard that off? Is that ha- real? Yeah, That's- it's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the started. Yeah, on the bitumen. Mate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guys, yeah, on, um, you know, starting in a push-up position, then hands, knuckles. You can't. I don't know whether they can see me on here. Hands, knuckles, and and you sort of, you know, you the first few are all right, and after after twenty seconds, your your hands are stinging. You you start to bleed out of your out of your knuckles, <laughs> and all right, done. And then you that's set one. You got three sets, so you're in tears almost. Um, What's that for? Someone being late. Someone being late or mistraining. I don't know. Um, so but you end up, you end up sort of enjoying that aspect of it. Um, I remember one morning though, I was because a, a, a guy, Gary Moss, yes, yeah, Moss, he's been over here coaching East Perth, yeah, yeah, yeah. great, West great fellow. I got drafted with him to Hawthorne, good, and then uh, he came over to West Coast, uh, yeah, and then I think was trying to get a rookie spot at the Swans, right, and uh, and he came over and was living with with me and, and Mumford. He was sleeping on the couch. And uh, and he wasn't he wasn't on the list, and um, and we've had this and we've got this knuckle session, this session in the morning, and I just remember going down, and he's calm. He didn't have to go, but he's calm. And I'm looking halfway through it. I'm looking. I'm like, this poor bloke. He remember it too. This poor bloke. Like he's going through all this, and and that doesn't really need to be. Like I'm like far out, but uh, and they didn't pick him up either. No, they didn't. No, they oh, should have. Right. He's, he's a good, good player. player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember good. one year at the Hawks. He he was on fire. He was almost second in the BNF after about six rounds. Um, but, uh, you know, and then I can't remember who they picked up instead, but you know how you, so they, sometimes clubs pick up these players yeah, that – Bit of a know, flyer. Yeah, massive flyer or, or great athletic ability, can run, you know, unbelievable runners but just can't play footy. And, yes. and you think, geez, you know, if they, how do they pick up this guy? Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. 
For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Not moss, game moss. That's really um, So, yeah, those sort of things. Another one was like, oh, I remember we had to, it was like a a, a bricks. We had, everyone had to uh, bring two bricks uh, to, to Maroubra Beach one morning. So get down at 5am, bring bricks. Yeah, you got to source two bricks. Bring your own. That's yeah, you got to find two bricks. BYO. Um, BYO bricks. No, and you can't have holes in them. You couldn't have holes in the bricks. So, you know, <laughs> so obviously, you know, this is on a Friday afternoon or whenever. So, finally, someone finds a, a house that, boys, address. Da, 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 da. <laughs> There's bricks out the front. <laughs> if anyone, so, we go from, from training, you just see all these cars. <laughs> Pull into this house, couple run out, grab some bricks, put them in the car, and go home. And you got guys that got like cement on the bricks, and you're like, ah, you know, like you're, you're like stiff, mate. Like you're, you're kidding. Like, what are you thinking with that? And other guys got nice clean bricks. So we get there, and then you know they say, okay, swap your bricks with the bloke next to you. Oh. So all of a sudden, I'm thinking, you know, what's what's Ray Shaw doing with? Big concrete bricks. <laughs> he's pissing himself. He's passing it on to the next one, and you're walking up and down, trying to you know hold these bricks above your head. It was, it was uh, like that sort of stuff. It just felt like like being back at, at school footy. Those silly things that you used to do, which hindsight, it's not it's not that hard or that bad. But um, at the time, it was just all about not wanting to let your teammate down and being in it together. It was it's good fun. It must you be sort of great. I love it. With 90s footballers. So Woosha one day had us down at City Beach, literally 4 a.m. night time. We'd had back-to-back late. So we were late and it was a 6 a.m. swim. Someone was late to the 6 a.m. session. So the next morning, 4 a.m., night time. Yeah. And it was a borderline cyclone down at, <laughs> down at City Beach. Right, The waves are like – 20 foot, they're just like, you, 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 you'd have to be a professional swimmer to survive out there. Anyway, Woosher is down there, 4 a.m., torch on his head, right? And he's like effectively naked. He's just in his dick togs. Everyone's got hoodies on and Woosher's just standing there in his, in his bathers. <laughs> and he's like, everyone in now. And, and genuinely like, we, we had a couple of Indigenous kids that would not have swum in a one-metre pool. And he's like, get get in the water now. These, these waves are shore breakers of three meters high. We all went in there. Like, I, I'm surprised that we didn't lose one of the players that day. Wish like, <laughs> was out the back swimming around cans. They're lunatics coaches. Yeah, now, yeah. Now, but that wasn't. It was never a coach run thing. It was a, ours. Was always a. It right. was a player. The coaches weren't there. Were never there. Right. Um, Whose idea often was the didn't bricks? Even, even didn't even who know. Told, who told the boys to bring the bricks down? Hey, well, Kirk. it was Kirky at the time, but I assume he got it from. You know, when they Stewie Maxfield previously, like whatever, it just got passed <laughs> down. Imagine some some of the boys being all smug with nice slim, you know, um, bricks bringing them along, thinking this is going to be easy, and then having to pass, them, pass on. them on. Yeah. So, sort of speaking about the culture a bit more. Um, like I was speaking to a few lads before we had you on here. Just I was actually trying to dig a bit of dirt up on you, but not a lot around on Squeaky. Josh Kennedy, unfortunately. But one one of them mentioned a game in 2011 in Geelong. 
It was Geelong in Geelong. And I don't know if you have any recollections. Yeah, I but, remember the game. But, yeah. yeah. So this particular player said yeah. it was a almost a catalyst for what happened the next year, 2012. You win the premiership. Do you, do you remember? Is, is there any? Do I remember the game? Yeah. No, I remember the game because yeah. it was the the game, um, Jared McVeigh, mm. his wife Clementine, uh, they had a really, really tough year um, with the the birth and then passing of their, their first mm. daughter, uh, Luella. And so, you know, he was captain at the time and, and he was just shouldering a huge load throughout the course of the year. Uh, and it got to a point where he just had to sort of say, I'm, you know, I can't, I can't be there, boys. So we all went down to Geelong. It was first time Geelong hadn't been beaten there in like thirty games, forty games yeah. in a row, or something <laughs> like that. Um, it was a really emotional time for a, a lot of the, the the players, the senior players, Horse Longmire, and um, there yeah, it was just something, you know. There's an extra energy about that that whole trip down there. The win, uh, we ended up winning, um, and then yeah come back and, and sort of, you know, the win, lose, or draw was almost insignificant compared to what Jared was going through and his family. But um, it was just something really, really special uh, to be able to do that together through that time of adversity for, for him. Yeah, and galvanise the group. And, I mean, it sounds like you were a connected group anyway, but moments like that, which is just horrific, obviously. But for, for a you know, team sport to, to have things that sit above footy, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty special. Like, and you don't always get that. Like, you played a lot of footy over a lot of years. You don't often get that moment, do you? Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's not fortunate that you had it, but to have that moment together, I'm assuming that that takes the group forward, and and you instantly kind of bonded. Yeah, I, I, mean, I can only can only think so. Yeah, yeah. really, really special. And and you you don't remember like over the course of your career, you'd be the same. You, there's, you forget most of the games. Yeah, like you don't, I don't remember most of them, but there are a few that stand out, you know, and that's certainly one. And those, and it's often the ones that stand out are the ones that either you're up against it or, you know, it's a really special occasion. Yes, um, and they're the ones that I remember the most. The following season, you're all Australian. You're first all Australian. Uh, you're best and fairest. It's a premiership year. It's a pretty good year. Yeah, it was. 2012 was an awesome, awesome year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, met my future wife at the beginning of the year. It was Can I pause happening. you there? Now, yeah. Can you please tell me how you met your wife? I've I just heard it. I heard it, and it's and it's a great story, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how did you how did you meet your wife? Well, we were filming a commercial for the for the <laughs> AFL down at um down at uh Bondi? Bronte Bronte oh. Bronte Beach. Um it was a shocking commercial. It didn't obviously didn't get too much airtime. It was meant to sort of promote AFL in, in Sydney and it was us doing like a recovery session down at Bronte Beach. So there would have been about 12, 14 players. Any knuckle push-ups? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Doing a recovery session Bronte and walking out of the water and then there was these three, you know, it's meant to show how Sydney's got really beautiful girls and yes. three girls there. Um, so Anna, my wife, was uh, was one of them and she sort of says how she's she just sort of saw this promo AFL uh, Bronte Beach. She just thought AFL was like a clothing brand or something like that. She's Colombian. Yeah, so she yeah. had no idea. What- no idea. No, 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 no idea. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, they were there, and and um, I sort of got a sense that you know, it was just a little spark there. So I, I, was, I was told. Around. I was told potentially you're the only one with big enough balls to actually go and talk to the girls at the time. No, nah, that's not true. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, no, I introduce wouldn't. yourself in a nice way. No, I, no, no, I understand that, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. 
I, I wouldn't take the credit for that. It was actually, um, it was actually, uh, I reckon it was Mitch Morton. So I was sort of su- yeah, sussing out the um, sussing it out. I, I was trying to time my walk because from Bronte you sort of walk back up the hill to to the car park and the and the road. So guys are sort of leaving, and I was just sort of time my run, time my run, <laughs> and saw Anna take off. So I grabbed my keys and started walking, <laughs> and uh, and I was I was giving Mitch Morton and Ted Richards a lift home. And I think Mitch Morton might have broken the ice originally. He might have said the first comment. I can't remember what it was. Have you met Josh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, and yeah, I just started talking to her, talking to her, and seeing if she needed a lift home. So, you know, the boys jumped in the back seat and Anna in the front, and and uh, I don't even think I said a word in the car. The, Teddy between Teddy and Morno, like Teddy's loves a chat, yes. uh, and and. Um, and very cultured too, so you know I, I couldn't have told you where Columbia was on the map at the time, um, which is a bit, um, you know, I'm just not uh, proud about. But uh, Teddy held up most of the conversation, and uh, yeah, it just sort of went from there. And so, exchanged. I mean, the rest is history. Yeah, yeah. married with two kids now. Maybe oh. she was just like, I can't stand that guy in the back. Well, that's <laughs> what I figured. I, I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of a bad bunch. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been told also she's yeah, from Columbia. Um, when maybe you've had one or two sherbets, maybe a couple of shelters, perhaps. Yep. You 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 actually embrace the culture a bit. You, you turn into almost like a some sort of Colombian. <laughs> oh, is that right? Colombian dancer on the dance floor. <laughs> is that right? Um, well, mate, I've, it's just been you know, it's one of those things that you just have to uh, you have to you have to sort of throw yourself into. Yeah, you know, lean I'm into not, it. Hey, you got to get into, into it. it. Otherwise, yeah. you know, you, you, it's going to be a pretty pretty boring life. And and. Uh, it's a big part still still and will always be a big part of her life. So uh you know, she's sacrificing a lot being over here and, and um away from family. So the least I can do, mate, is sort of get into the culture and, so and try and move the hips a little bit. I'll see what the actual words are. One of them's sweaty. <laughs> One of them is sweaty and I think uh, exuberant dancer. A sweaty and exuberant dancer. So it sounds like something my cousin would say about <laughs> Sweaty it. and enthusiastic, I should say. Yeah. No, not your cousin. No. No, I know it isn't, but who, who is it? Uh, I can't tell you. Can't you that. reveal the source. Cannot reveal no. the source. Um, so let's get back to 2012. So you met your wife, future wife, at the start of the year. So good start to the year. All Australian, best and fairest, premiership. Um, what's what's that grand final like? It's against the Hawks, yeah. former team, a little bit sort of written in the tea leaves type areas where you think, like this is a bit meant to be. Yeah, definitely, definitely felt like that. Uh, we played, um, we played Collingwood the Friday night. We'd won, uh, so that feeling of knowing you're going to a grand final is pretty special. And being able to sit back on the Saturday and watch the Hawks play Adelaide um, was awesome too. But yeah, Hawks just got over the line, and uh, and yeah, I, I, I just felt it did feel like a sense of destiny when when that happened, knowing that we'd play them the next week in a grand final. Um, and then, you know, my grandfather was announced as, as the sort of Hawthorne um, Cup, I don't know what you call them, the, who, he'd put, hand the cup over to Clarko if they had have won. Um, so that was that was all, it all, it was all just a little bit weird. And, and, that and, seems like a troll move from the AFL. Yeah, I, I, well, or the AFL or Clarko, I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but... Um, uh, in the end, like it didn't, it didn't bother me. I, I, he, uh, yeah, he, he gave me a call and told me this is what happening. Wanted me to play well and da 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 da. I, I still to this day, I, I, 
leading into the game, I could hand on heart know that every one of my family members um, were barracking for the Swans and deeply wanted the Swans to win. And my grandmother, my nuna, she was awesome because she she was a num- Hawthorne number one ticket holder and she just couldn't – she um, could, had, had to um, be in there yeah. and, and, and had to sort of, uh, you know, save face amongst all the Hawthorne people on the, on the day um, – you know, deep down, little Josh a, Kennedy badge under yeah, the jacket. Yeah, deep badge. down, being you know a, a passionate Italian woman um, <laughs> was just wanted me to wanted us to win and, and was barring for us. But so everyone in my family, I, I deep down, I knew that they wanted the Swans to win. But my grandfather, hand on heart, prior to that game, I, I genuinely didn't know. I didn't know whether he actually <laughs> wanted us to win or not. Um, but uh, but the way that it turned out. Um, my my questions were answered after the game when uh, it was really special to the fact that it worked out that he was actually on the ground um, when we were, when we were presented the cup uh, was really really special and uh, there's a photo of the team just off the dice um, after having received it and I'm actually not in it because I I, I beelined for uh, for for Nuno, my grandfather and uh, and gave him a big hug and that 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 moment. Um, Will live me for, live with me forever. It was really really special, and see the smile on his face, even the, the footage now. You just sort of see him slight smirk as uh, as they present the cup, and um, that sort of answered any of my my queries as to to where his allegiance really really lied that day. Um, despite he, you know he's he died with brown and gold in his veins, but. Uh, he's always did say that blood's thicker than water. That's bloody <laughs> special, isn't it? You miss the photo, but. Yeah, giving your granddad a big hug. That's uh, I got little tingles there. That's people, that's because people don't get their family on the oh, ground no. for that moment, right? That's you must you must be one of the few in history that have had a parent or grandparent there with them to have that moment. That's yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. It's, I hadn't thought about it like that, but yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah, usually got to. I was busting mine out of the crowd and pulling my kid out off <laughs> out of the stands, and you just had a nice little free pass yeah. on. That's good. <laughs> how was it? How yeah. was it having? When I flag with with a with a child, I would have like in two thousand fifteen or sixteen for me. Like if I had have won it that year, if we had won it that year, like geez, it would have been awesome Mate, to have. Co- coincidentally, I, this morning my kids were running them up at five a.m. Just like I'm just like Jesus Christ, boys. Anyway, we just I'm like, what do I do with them? I got like three hours before school, so I got to do something. So I put the Premiership highlights on. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, uh, my five year old's just getting into footy, and, and I just I feel like if I'm going to show him something, I don't want to show him me playing bad. So, I just chuck the, chuck the grand final on. So, giving him more, then he goes, Have you got any photos of me being there? I said, Mate, you're at this game. And um, I pulled him out up this morning to give him a look. He was, mate, he was born in uh, in June. So, he was uh, three months old, three and a half okay. months old. Yeah, so, so, he doesn't yeah. remember it. Nah. But, like, I've got some cracking photos. I've got one photo with the Premiership Cup. I was I was that in the moment. I I don't have all those photos with the boys standing up on the in the crowd. I don't, I'm not in that. I'm out the back by myself, just soaking it in. And I got this one photo where instead of holding the cup up to the crowd, I'm holding my son up to the crowd, <laughs> and he's got these big earmuffs, like yeah, right. three month old. So I think that's pretty special, you know, ha- having that. Um, but he has no idea what was going on out there. Uh, so 2012. You know, terrific year in, in what you do. And, and that's really a, a big part of a massive successful culture. 2012, 2014, you play uh, against Hawthorne, you, you lose this one. Um, yep. you, you win some, you lose some, and, th- and this one you, you lost. Um, not great memories, I assume, but I look across the grand finals. You lose again in 2016 against the Bulldogs. I think you've averaged in grand finals over 30 touches and two goals. 
Now, now you'd have to put about three seasons together for me to average those sort of numbers <laughs> and average them all out. I mean, that's pretty incredible, mate. Like to to play in big games and play well and play your role. Like, that's all you ever want as a player. Do, do you think? Do you, do you see yourself as a big game player? Did Did you enjoy the big stage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's one of the things in my career that I'm I'm really really proud of is is that um, to be able to and I and I did I enjoyed September. I enjoyed finals, um, and I I love playing grand finals. I would you know ideally <laughs> you'd you'd love to you love to win them all. Um, not meant to be, but uh, yeah, it is something I'm I'm very proud of. Um, you had twenty nine and one goal in the twenty fourteen the twenty sixteen. Um, I like another member on this podcast, robbed of a Norm Smith medal. Um, you lost it by two votes. I didn't get a vote, so not quite not quite sure how I've been stolen. But you had thirty four and three goals, and you guys lose in a in a you know insane game of footy. Really, I, I think that it's not a small. In the end, Bulldogs kicked a couple late to, but it was just a back and forth battle. Mm. Do you do you have recollections of that game? Or is it one that you've wiped from the memory? Oh, I haven't completely wiped it from the memory, but yeah, you just I remember bits and pieces. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't watched it obviously in 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 full uh, since. But um, yeah, I, I I mean you remember that I remember the feeling at the end like. I, I, you know, it's probably the last time I cried. You know, I was just in tears on the MC in the middle of the MCG. Um, uncontrollable. It was just, it was shocking. But uh, yeah, that that feeling is, it's 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 bloody tough. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's brutal. It's brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. What? Why? Just people. I don't know. It's just you sort of. Um, so much, so much work goes into to getting there. It's such a successful year. That uh, you know, as much as people will say that it is is or isn't a failure, it, you feel like a failure. Um, you feel like you let all your, your the the people on the journey down. You feel like you leave let all your supporters down. Um, that's that's the feeling, you know. And and I think you know as well. Yeah. Like you, you, there's not much lonelier place than uh, in front of ninety thousand people after losing a grand final. It's <laughs> a true fact. Yeah, which sounds. Strange, doesn't it? You're yeah. in front of a hundred, and you probably yeah. play in front of five million at home or something. Um, would it, yeah. would if you? Well, it's like a hypothetical, but would have you have liked to have got the norm if even in the losing, like your two votes away, pretty close? Or would have you? Does that not interest you? Like to have thought that you maybe could have got it uh, in, a, in a losing grand final? No, I, I would have liked to have won the game. That's <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. I, I just I desperately would have liked to win the game. Um, I haven't concerned myself really with that with the norm. It was just it's more that 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 haunt of thinking, gee, you know, we had such a good side um, through that period. Would have loved another another flag. Following year, become captain, uh, co-captain with Kieran Jack and McVeigh, um, and you you captain for for the next period basically. Um, what's that like? Being well, named captain of the footy. Yeah, team? it was a, it was a huge honour, uh, and. Oh, to be honest, man, I was probably a little bit naive as to to the responsibility that it was, and I I, I was took over as sole captain from from those guys. Sorry, yeah. And we uh, we ended, we lost our first six games for the year. Um, so you take was, that personally? A, yeah, it was a baptism of fire. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was tough. Um, it was tough, and in hindsight, like I think my my mentality having 
and it probably was the same for a lot of guys, which was wrong. My mentality after l- losing that grand final was all about, you know, when we get back here, this is not going to happen again. When we get when when we get back here, this is not going to happen again. But you and you sort of take your eye off the of the fact that you know it's actually an I'm of the believer now. It's it's actually harder to get there than to win. A lot of people say it's hard it's hard enough to get there. It's harder to win. I'm yeah. I'm the opposite. Yeah. I, th- I think it's harder to get there. And, to, and, and basic mathematics would suggest that anyway. <laughs> um, so you really just got to focus on 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 getting there and, and implementing the same processes again and again and again. Because you know, on the day, on any given day, you yes, can be, it's play one better. Day. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You can play well or not yes. as a team. Um, so, and I think there was yeah a lot of residual sort of. Um, you know, it just it takes it out of you. We, we're having been up up the top for so long and and going into two grand finals as favourites and losing um it, it it took it out took it out of a lot of a lot of the players to begin that that following year um and our expectation of each other was so high and we probably forgot about just the process and and enjoying the process so we're able to sort of bring that back uh and something i am proud of is being able to along with and it's not just me absolutely not just me it's it's kieran it's jared um, it's the rest of the leadership group that, that are there. It's the whole team, the coaching staff, the whole club that were able to sort of bring that back to the the process and and um, just doing the things we know make a difference. The simple things that you take for granted, as I mentioned earlier, and we were able to to turn around. And I think we won fourteen of our next sixteen games. We're wow. the, the only team in history to to go from being zero. And five, let alone zero and six, to play finals. So something, Good. something I'm proud of. But um, and we were were humming to at the end of the year, but just probably ran out of steam. What was the um, becoming the captain? Was it a, a vote system? Like, did you get go out? Yeah, and try, try get them, and try get the votes. <laughs> no, nah, it's not a vote system. The, the leadership group is a vote system, and then the captaincy is sort of decided by the coach and match committee. And and Kieran and and Jared would have had a say in it as well. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so not you know having some of the young boys around for a meal. Yeah. We've spoken to a Cutting few captains on here. Suddenly, suddenly haven't had the boys around, and suddenly <laughs> there's a big group dinner over at the house. Yeah, a couple of weeks before the vote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that always happens. The campaign stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't like that. But um, yeah, it was. As I said, I was a bit naive to the fact that um, just the, the 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 pressure that it brings, um, and you don't know until you're actually in it, like how. How much, um, how much energy it takes, sort of thinking about everything that happens during the week and training, and then game day, and how you're going to review and the 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 messages that need to be brought up and and clear and all that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so I've I've got a huge appreciation now for for any sort of leadership role, uh, whether it's in corporate or 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 in in a football sense. Um, because yeah, it takes it's it takes a lot of lot of energy. You missed finals for the first time as a Swan in 2019, 2022, Your last year of footy though. Fast forward to that, a um, few things happened. You retired, uh, but before that, um, Buddy's one thousandth. You played in that game. Yeah, played in that oh, game. Look, I personally think too that the 2022 is Josh Kennedy's best year of footy. Now, some might say, well, yeah, he's coming towards the back end of his career, missed some games with injury, but you played in the back line. That's what you did. In nah, I played one game in the back. Yeah, line. that's right, last. mate. That's right. <laughs> it was a very good game. Don't worry, nah, I saw it. Was it was a shocking game. 
<laughs> but I would have liked them to have persisted, you know. <laughs> I would have too, mate. Yeah. Look, I've always seen you, I've seen you grow and thought, I reckon he's a backman deep down. I started as a, as a backman at, at sort of, you know, 15. Like all good midfielders, yeah. get them out of the, get them <laughs> yeah. out of the back line immediately. Yeah, but... Uh, that, that game of buddies, like, storming the ground, like that that's must, must have been incredible. You went out there though. You, you no, went, no, no, no. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 no. It was it was an awesome. Um, it was an awesome game. The build up. Uh, he he needed four goals, bud. That day he had his family fly over from from uh, the US. I think his sister was was over in the living over in the US. They flew over specifically for that game. So there's a fair bit of pressure on him to kick four goals. Yes. Like, I think it's sort of all lost in a little bit in terms of how good. He had to be to actually kick four goals that day. So, but you know, Buddy as well as anyone played a lot of footy with him. That that's the sort of Buddy thing to do, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Like yeah. I need to kick Big four. Game I'll, play. I'll, I'll just kick yeah. four then. Yeah, no, he, kicked, he kicked, wasn't the week before. He kicked he one. Did... Kicked one the week before. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a one. bit of bit of a letdown that it wasn't like enough yeah. to get the home game. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't enough to to make the following week a certainty. Put it yeah. that way. <laughs> but everyone's flying in for it. So everyone's flying in for it. So there's a bit of pressure on him. Um, and before I sort of go into the actual day, he's ended up kicking four goals straight, and they they weren't they weren't easy all easy shots. He's yeah. kicked four goals straight with that sort of pressure. So what a freak! Like yeah, what an a unbelievable, freak. unbelievable yeah. big game person. But uh, for me and and for everyone else on the team, and I don't even think for him, like he he enjoyed it as much as anyone. And he sort of says how he kicked a hundred goals in two thousand and eight, and he he didn't really appreciate the moment. He just wanted to get off and yeah. didn't want anything to do with the crowd and get back on and, and finish the game. Whereas this year or in 2022, he really, really uh, soaked it up, and you could just tell. Um, but the build-up throughout the game, with uh, with he kicked his first, and in the in the second quarter, didn't kick a goal in the first, kicked his first in the second, two in the third, and then the crowd is just <laughs> building, 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 and then the fourth, he's having a set shot, and the, everyone's down on the fence, and I'm on the bench at the time. Um, and uh, I'm sitting there and we're like, what, you know, can we run on? Can we? And we're like, she's, you know, we, the game was ice. There was four minutes to go. We were about 30 points up. We're like, oh, we really, all everyone wanted to run on. But we're like, what if they, you know, surely <laughs> they're not going to call a head count. We, we wipe our score. Surely they're not doing that. But we thought, oh, we better just stay off just in case. In hindsight, I'm, it's one of, one of my regrets, not just charging on. <laughs> Full rush uh, of the field. Yeah, that's right. But um, – so instead, I, I just I remember just turning around to the crowd and just getting them getting them up like doing these <laughs> really and, and then like waving them through like a stampede, <laughs> yeah, so go through and, and uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. I think yeah, the the sort of running joke was it was the four Sydney Swans interchange players and and the ten security guards that actually didn't go on the field. <laughs> yeah, um, everyone else was on there and and uh, yeah, what an incredible um, what an incredible night. Um, we, yeah, we, some funny stories from the day. Well, so yeah, we, we all saw the moment, right? We all got to watch that. But what about the build-up to the game? Like you boys all – I know how footy clubs work. You boys all know he's got four to kick. H- how do you go from, oh, we're going to get Buddy four goals, to, to winning that game? You played Geelong. Yeah. It was a big well, game. Well, it wasn't – mate, it wasn't uh, – You spoken about? That? It wasn't really spoken about. Right. No, no. It was just a normal – we just prepared normal, um, played normally. And if you actually watch the game, he, he wasn't – it wasn't if we, we – Tried to get him four goals. He, no. just, he just kicked four goals in the way that we played. So it turned out really well. And then after the game and then that following week, you know, we we really – then we sort of spoke about it and how special it is and how, you know, yes. all the stories from the from the day. Um, 
you know, guys ending up out on, on Driver Avenue, which is the equivalent of, oh, I'm not sure about in Perth, but at the MCG walking down Punt Road in their boots and, and to try and get back into the into the ground. Uh, there was a lady sort of, um, there was ashes spilt in the, in the uh, poured the, her mother's or father's ashes in the middle of the SCG. No way. Yeah, as a, as a big Swans fan. Oh so we've gone back out and played, mind you. Um <laughs> So, guys, someone had set up a little picnic rug and had a champagne in the SCG, like incredible. Dan Ramsey was eating a meat pie. It was, uh, it was oh, he was, yeah, he was, yeah, it was extraordinary things happening. Um, and that's something what I what I know. I'm sure there was some yeah. other crazy stuff that might have happened. I think, uh, yeah. I know um, perhaps his girlfriend was running on with the phone, ran into Patrick Dangerfield and, and <laughs> yeah, he actually got confronted by Patrick Dangerfield. <laughs> he didn't even know. He didn't know, but uh, it wasn't intentional. Zach course, Tui was out there. Zach Tui found a wallet on the ground. Yeah, and chased past, yeah some like Zach Tui um, tried to hip and shoulder someone. His wallet fell out, pass it back. So Who was the la- who, who kicked it to him? It was a young fella. Chad Warner. Yeah, he was, was one of the guys that ended up outside the stadium. That's bloody did funny. You, did you get briefed beforehand? Like, this is nah. what could happen? No, nah. zero brief. I don't think anyone did. Hey? No one knew what was going on. No, nah, no one. Absolutely no one knew what was going on. There was, was no all, plan. No, nah, zero plan. Not Clearly not enough um, not enough security or, or uh, um, reinforcement. It was just... It was just, yeah. <laughs> the crazy Make thing, it up as we go. When when Buddy's lining up and he hasn't even kicked the ball, people yeah. are running. On yeah, the I know. Like if he'd missed that, oh. it would have been chaos. It would have been chaos. <laughs> Buddy was never missing that, though. No, that's right. He, he was, was never, never missing, missing that. that. Um, mate, we've got to sort of start wrapping this up. Oh, we've got no. a little bit of a couple of questions to get to at the back end. But I, I wanted to finish with you finishing up. The club plays in a grand final. Uh, I think you played round 20, round 19. Uh, you look, played late in the my season. My last game, my last real game was was round ten. So right. against Carlton, and I actually got report like my first in two hundred and ninety games. That was my only time I've ever been reported. Got Bullshit. a week actually for what? <laughs> hey, well, it was a late, I got late to the contest with um with uh, Doherty, Sam Doherty, and and uh, it was at Marvel Stadium, and um uh Carlton had, had blitzed us in the first half, like kick. They were up by about seven or eight goals. And uh, and so we were getting pumped, and I'm playing on a wing, um, and I've uh, Adam Sard's got the ball on the on the back flank, and Doherty sort of ran in behind him, so he's chipped it over, so Doherty's running like that, and I've sort of preempted it, and uh, my eyes are lit up here. I'm big, like big bad bustling Josh. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking, oh here, I'll just get a get a fist here, but then as it's getting closer, I'm like, oh no, and uh, I'm. Then I'm thinking, I just got to, I've got to take body. I've got to take body, and and if he, if if I just sort of fly by him here, I might as well just take my boots, <laughs> go into the change rooms, and not come up, not go back to the footy club on on uh, on Monday or horse, ever again. Horse. Yeah, I'm a horse. Let's just <laughs> retire effective immediately. Uh, so I ended up um, getting him in, in the nose and and blood nose and uh, and and also. Rupturing my, my hamstring tendon. So right. it was uh, – so I was getting like remonstrated by the Carlton players on the ground and I'm like – and then and my teammates are going, get it, he's, he's done his – you know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, gee. And I, I, I was I'd, – I'd, I'd sort of like whatever you want to do, do it. I, I'd give it up. But uh, <laughs> um, so I'm getting carried Rag, off. The last ball. game was getting carried off Marvel Stadium, com- getting completely abused by the um, – <laughs> The Carlton supporters and I, I, I couldn't help but just sort of laugh at the irony of it all, the way that it 
like if this is the way that it's going to end. And that crossed my mind. I'm like, this could be if this is the way it's going to end. What a send off! What a send off! <laughs> um, you know, I felt I felt uh, my mum was there. She she was shattered because all the oh, all the supporters going off. Brutal yeah, in the stands. And uh, actually, I've got to give a shout out to um, Jake Lloyd's old man. He reckons he. Uh, Elbowed some bike in the crowd. <laughs> a bike was giving it to me. He's gone into bat and he reckons he's just giving him a, a backhand. Oh, yeah. Very good. Um, Very good. So, so, Jay Lloyd's a good Victorian man, I believe. Yeah, That's great, good. great. Um, so uh, it was a pretty funny way to go. So that was sort of my f- real last game. And then I did come back. I was sub for a game against the Giants um, but didn't, didn't get on the field uh, and then played a few VFL games and ended up doing my ha- – Lion Miami again it against North Melbourne down at Arden Street was uh, so uh, it's the way that it goes you know rarely do, 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 do you get the fairy tale finish look at the man like one of the guy that deserves it in Lance um, yeah. rarely do you get that that fairy tale finish uh, um, so I, you know I wasn't there was no sort of chip on the shoulder it was the way that it was mm. uh, I was fortunate that the club you know really really celebrated. Uh, me in those last couple of games, um, which was really, really special. And, um, yeah. Start of that season, you were on 280 games. Did you think 300 were those in your sights? Uh, after my first game in the back line after round one, I, I was hoping to get to 290, 281, to be honest. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, look, yeah, it would have been, been nice, but... Um, no, it wasn't. It wasn't the be one end. Or I just I wanted to have an impact. It was I was trying to play a different role, and they had guys coming through that were, were playing really well in the midfield. So just the the circle of life. Really, it's my turn to to step aside and try and um, help them develop. That's it for our interview. That's enough of our questions. We want to ask you some questions yep. from the people. Social media, not social, social. Yes. Yeah, I know. You can see in your eyes how good that is. Social media. I'm taking the first question here, Dan. Because I heard a little a little birdie told me, and I really want to hear about it. So I'm a big fantasy football guy, Dan. You know that. Yep. Big dream team guy. Mm-hmm. And for a long period of Josh's career, he was in my team. Big tackler, big big bull inside. Just, you know, would have probably liked to have kicked the ball a little bit more during your career. But, you know, I'll, I'll take it. For a long period of time, you're one of the best in the game. Your runner during your career? Yeah. Nick, Nick Davis. Davis. Yep. Big fantasy man as well. Yep. Big fantasy man. Yep. Did, did he used to have you in his team? Yeah, he had me as, as the he's captain of his team in <laughs> fantasy. So uh, he, he used to uh, just let me know if I needed to kick the ball more, mate. No, nah, but generally he'd just uh, give me a little wink if I was going all right or maybe leave me on for a couple of extra minutes. If, if the message had to go out to get me off, he'd maybe just delay that Can't a couple of minutes. Field, so he's just running or around. if the message had to go out to the next person to come off to get me back on. He'd come screaming he'd get, out, yeah, get, get off. Up. Yeah, so he'd help me out. <laughs> so was there ever a time It was really like a captain coach sort yeah, of yeah. Uh, on-field um, dynamic. It was quite nice. So like, would there have been one situation in your career where Nick Davis was like, mate, just like, I need, need you to lift a bit here. Like you're my skipper. Like a couple of tackles would be nice here. Oh, I think um, – nah, nah. Generally um, – I did pretty well for him over that time. <laughs> you know, my scores were always pretty consistent, but I think he dropped me um, towards sort of 19, 20. That's very good. Yeah. Man. I just think that's unreal stuff by Nick Davis. Obviously, the breaker of Geelong Heart stand um, kicked the goal in that final that I was a Geelong fan then. Hated Nick Davis. 
Uh, but very good footballer and obviously a big fantasy man. Now, social media, mm. let's get to some of these questions. Um, <laughs> T Dizzy. <laughs> Did the players ever let Brett Kirk forget about that speech? <laughs> I think it's a very touchy subject. Is it? Oh, yeah, it was with him. Yeah, he doesn't yeah, speak about no, it very much. No, I've, I've heard him speak about it once. No, he doesn't talk about it, but no, I don't think so. I think it gets brought up every now and then. Yeah. He got towed into something by a producer there. I, that's, that's what I heard. I do, yeah. that, I do that job now and I can see exactly what would have happened. I don't feel good for him. Someone's towed him right into an absolute minefield right Thanks, there. Thanks, Basil. <laughs> uh, now, yeah, thank you, Basil. Hayden Ratcliffe. Uh, who's the best player out of your dad and granddad? Oof. Head well, to head. Gee. Hey? Head to head. Yeah, uh, well, my, my granddad played – he only played 163 games, but he, I think he won three BNFs and was captain. But the team was horrible at the time, <laughs> which which sort of created the that why when he became coach, he had this sort of hatred. Like Hawthorne would just sell it, like the, the reputation of the footy club when he was playing was so bad that he just had this fierce desire to, to change that and become a respected club when he coached. Uh, whereas my dad – the individual accolades were, were few, but um, played in four flags. So very, very good team. Um, he reckons that in 1983, he was robbed of the Norm Smith medal also, yeah. actually. Yeah, right. yeah you can look it up. The guy that won it, if you actually look at them, they, they look very similar. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, he reckons that they've obviously mistaken him. And I've watched the game and I reckon he's, there's a bit of merit there. Wow. And, uh, but he was also a good good big game. I've seen, you know, 89 played really well. 83 obviously played pretty well. Um, I haven't really watched the other two, but... Uh, he would have told yeah, you about sort of looked, like, looked shoo-y. I can see. So I didn't really answer the question. I think probably, that. probably my dad was a was a better player, but um, in terms of skill level and all that sort of stuff, and play a lot of different positions. My grandfather was sort of just a crash and bash, you know, all all sharp angles. He used Ruthless. to tell me to run, yeah, with my elbows out, so <laughs> no one could get around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you did actually take a little bit on him with that last report on Doherty. Got him with the elbow. Uh, <laughs> now. Um, James Fenton. Uh, favourite teammate on and off the field? You can give one on and one off. Uh, oh, it's so hard to 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 um to take take one. I love like the guys that I, I played in the midfield with, like Kieran Jack and Dan Henry on the field. You know, you are a product of your teammates, really are, especially in the midfield. And I was fortunate to do what I did because they they were two of the best two-way runners in the competition when that you know through that period um they were the they were the prem like hannes was a freak both ways um player kieran also in that regard so uh i'd say on the field those two and then um off the field gee jude bolton mcglynn um hannes kieran all like the whole, the whole it, when we went on, when we did stuff off the field, it was often all together anyway. So, um, you know, Goodsy was when I first got there, he was he led the charge as well. He was he was great off the field. I ran into Goodsy. Goodsy always organised all the uh, the after parties. Yeah. If, if whenever we played over in Perth or Adelaide or anything like that, he'd always have a connection to right. get us in somewhere and <laughs> drink cards so and all that sort of stuff. So. I ran into Goodsy and Kirky in the Gold Coast one year. You boys had a footy trip there. And, they just treated me like I was their own, like I was a member of the footy club. Yeah, best, yeah. best blokes ever. They were in some areas though. Mitch uh, Migro. Uh, is it true the Swans put limits on your lift on your weightlifting because you were too jacked? <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was actually it started at the Hawks. Um, I I 
when I arrived at the Hawthorne, um, I was about 94 kilos and my skin folds were about – or 92 kilos, my skin folds were about not 59 or something like that. So a little bit chubby. Um, and uh, I started on the sort of generic weights program and after about three weeks, my skin folds came down to 41 but I was 97 kilos. Um, so – they just completely. They just said no more weights. So I didn't do any weights at Hawthorne. Just did sort of like Pilates. And then when I got to the Swans, I did do leg weights, but never, never did any upper body weights. Never did bo- upper body weights. Never didn't. Never did one chin up or one, one <laughs> what, for bench 10 press years? for the whole my whole career. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, I'm serious. Never did one. Yeah, you just never re- did one. That is remarkable. Tell you what. That yeah. is very good. I, I, there was something that was drummed into me at Hawthorne. I was just paranoid about my weight. So anytime it started to creep up, I'd just be onto the, the, the dietitian and the weights coach and say, hey, mate, we've got we to gotta pop down. That's, yeah. that's Shannon Hearn areas. He used to look at weights and get big. Mm. That man. Uh, Sangin, uh, Saxon underscore Soundness. Have you ever been in the same room as the Eagles, Josh Kennedy? Have you ever been seen in the same room as Josh Kennedy? Sorry, yes. No, it's – yeah. Oh, I don't know. I would have thought so, but I. I you, might, you might be suggesting the same person, Jarvis Dot Hurley. Oh. Uh, were you robbed of a Nom Smith in 2016? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes or no? Hey. Yes or no? Uh no. Okay. No. Very straight up and down. Yeah. Give you a couple more years out of the game, and you'll yeah, be telling people right. how yeah, much yeah, you were robbed. Yeah. Rusty Junior. Uh, oh, no, we're, we're sorry about that. That's that's us done and dusted. Uh, a big thank you to our sponsors, our partners, Swimply Whippersnapper Whiskey, Margaret River Roasting Co., Blue Bet. Shelter Brewing Co., Leadable Cameras, and our friends at Fleet Network who are powering the podcast. You want to follow us on socials, backchat, double underscore, VIP, VIP codes over at Patreon for our patrons, for some of our sponsors. And we've got one more story coming up from Josh Kennedy. Um, it's I'm going to make you tell it because I don't think it's a bad one and it's going to go out to our VIPs about a footy trip in Vegas. <laughs> now, mate, no, nah, it's all right. It's all right. We're done and dusted. Uh, well done, mate. Did you have fun? Yeah, a lot of fun, boys. Thanks thanks for having me. Good, man. Uh, I really appreciate time. it. No, good stuff. Thank- Number one podcast in the show. Well, it is now that you've been on it. Thank you very much. <laughs>